Hello, faithful listeners. This is Pastor John Cloudwater from Faith Lutheran Church here in Forest Lake, and we are so glad that you are listening online to our online podcast. Welcome you to worship anytime on Sundays at 9 a.m. or 10.30, and thanks for being here. Thanks for participating in worship with us as we look forward to the week ahead. Gospel reading from the 20th chapter of John. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they had saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, for if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told them, told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and said, stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God, Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which were not written in this book, but these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God and that through believing you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Shalom. The peace and wholeness of God be with you, my siblings in Christ. This last week, a three-year-old in my uh, child's early childhood family education class told me a story. He told me that his kitty does not like their robot vacuum cleaner at their house. When the vacuum turns on, the kitty runs downstairs and hides and stays in the basement until the vacuum is all done. Now, I just loved hearing this observation, the story from the eyes and mind of a three-year-old. And I was thinking about fear. My daughter is a bit afraid of thunderstorms. So when the thunder starts to rumble, it's pretty normal for her to run back to her room and crawl under the covers or hide. It's her strategy to do something with her fear. What do you do when you're afraid? 
Do you hide under the covers? Yeah. Do you disappear to a quiet space? As I reflected on this, for me, and perhaps for you, my fear tends to come out sideways. I don't simply admit that I'm afraid and then work out a plan to deal with the fear. When I'm scared, it often looks like me reacting with anger. Or maybe overfunctioning as a sort of defense mechanism against the powerlessness that fear exerts over us. Can you relate? Maybe you panic and just spin into a frenzy. Maybe you shut down and you don't think or act very logically. Or maybe you just pretend that nothing's wrong. You tell yourself, this is fine. I'm fine. Everything is fine. When you know that's not true. In our gospel reading from John today, we hear stories of Jesus' disciples after his public execution. He was put to death by the politically powerful who might just be coming for them next. So each person in the story expresses it differently. But they are each afraid. Mary visits the tomb in secret before sunrise while it is still dark. Peter and John, like idiots, run to the garden and run straight home. The disciples want to be together and yet alleviate their fears. So they do gather in a house, but they lock the doors behind them. And a week later, they gather again behind closed doors. Fear is an incredibly powerful emotion. It's not one that many of us are very comfortable with. When we feel afraid, parts of our brain literally shut down. The reptilian brain takes over, and it's like all of the complex parts of our brain don't even exist. We can no longer access communication and speech, reasoning, decision-making, logic, In response, our bodies shut down things like digestion and other basic processes so that we can amp up our breathing, our breath rate, and send more energy to muscle performance and physical aspects so that we can fight or run. Fear response is cooked into your brain's biochemistry and physiology. So it's no wonder that this emotion is something that we cannot easily let go of or move on from or rationalize ourselves out of. When fear takes hold of us, we can do little or nothing to overcome it ourselves. For Jesus, friends, 
afraid and uncertain. They were not left to drown in their fear. Jesus finds them. The risen Lord shows up to a grief-stricken Mary in the garden and comforts her. The resurrected God comes to the disciples gathered for fear behind locked doors and declares peace and wholeness in a word, shalom. The risen Christ comes again to Thomas when he missed the invitation to the previous gathering where Jesus seemingly magically appeared. And again, now with Thomas present, he announces shalom. Wherever they are on their path, in their fear response, in their grief, Christ shows up to them and encounters them in their space, breathes life into their uncertainty, and speaks a word of peace to relieve the hold that fear has on them. Somehow his very presence melts away the overwhelm of fear, the fog of grief, the hurt of being left out. When we are faced with fear, sometimes we think we need to do it without help. Fix it on our own. Figure it out by ourselves. Achieve it alone. But the reality is that we are bound by our fear. God releases that and liberates us from the power that fear holds over us. Now, many of us love this story of Thomas. We read it and we are affirmed in our own doubts and disappointments and faith discoveries. But if we pay attention to Jesus' action instead of the followers, we get a very different message. God comes to us where we are. Whether we're on the run like Peter and John, seeking to grasp onto whatever small sign of the life in the God that we knew like Mary at the tomb, or hiding ourselves away under the covers, behind locked doors. Christ meets us where we actually are. Not where we hope to be or where we think we should be, but where we are. And then God encounters us in a way that we most need, whether that is a word of peace, an explanation or teaching, comfort, or the offer to touch the impossible risen Christ. God finds us. God finds you. And not just any God, but the incarnate God among us, one who faced death and defeated hell. That's the God who finds you. 
And this God speaks peace, comforts, and holds us fast in love and mercy. Shalom. Amen. We hope these words will strengthen you as you live out your daily life. If you would like to know more about Faith Lutheran, leave a prayer request, or financially support our mission and ministry, please go to our website at faithfl.org. May God bless you in the days ahead.